Welcome to JPI 5, a podcast featuring five questions and five answers regarding the California water industry, risk pools, risk management, and more. To support 5, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share episodes with others, and leave us a review. Five stars, of course. Thank you for listening. Now, please welcome our host and guest for today. Good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of JPI 5. We're having a very, very special JPIA 5 today, and this is something we're extremely proud of. It is the celebration of the H.R. LeBounty Safety Awards. These will be the 48th time we're highlighting members for outstanding work in safety and protecting the employees, and risk and safety are all critical to our members. And with me today is our Risk Management Department Manager, Robin Flint. And Robin, can you give us a little history of the HR LeBounty Safety Awards? Yes, and thank you for having me. This is a program that my department promotes, and it's actually a great program that we enjoy reviewing the nominations. So the HR LeBounty Safety Award program, it's designed for all of our members to participate in, and it is promoting the safe work practices and safe work behaviors of the employees. So this award program is really for our employees, the frontline worker. So those that have demonstrated great corrective actions, great workplace behavior as it relates to safety, recognizable and proactive, in addition to utilizing the hierarchy of controls, are all eligible nominations. And this year, we're doing something brand new, and we're going to, as part of the podcast, we're going to highlight more of our members and give a lot of details. Robin's going to talk about the nominations, why they won, and kind of takeaways that you can apply to your own district. And really, this is congratulations to everyone who had a nomination. Just being nominated is a sign that you're doing something right. And special thanks and kudos to our award winners of our 48th edition of the H.R. LeBounty Safety Awards. And Robin, start us off with our first nomination and winner. Well, thank you, Robert. We actually had, and I'd like to provide a summary, 21 nominations that did come through. And so having that this is just a five podcast question, I am going to highlight five. The first one is American River Flood Control District. This came from their monthly warehouse safety inspection, and the individual employee nominated is David Diaz. Now, what David had done is something that in our realm of our commitment to excellence program, and also as a risk advisor going out there, we look at some of the low-hanging fruit. What David identified was we need a better process to inspect our warehouses. Partly of what David did, he was aligning the district American River Flood Control in better guidance with the Injury Illness Prevention Program, but also recognize the overall safety. So David shared in the nomination that the checklists were sort of ad hoc before it was created. Someone would walk the warehouse, potentially see a slip, trip, and fall hazard, and may have corrected it. The beauty of this nomination 
is that David worked with American River Flood Control Safety Committee. And when we can empower our safety committees and our employees, it's a win-win. So when the team reviewed this and we saw two things, part of the compliance with the IIPP, a documented checklist that David developed, plus getting guidance and buy-in from the safety committee, well, it's all a win-win. So what we have is documented a simple checklist that David or staff can use, and they do their inspections monthly. And that's another benefit. The Injury Illness Prevention Program, they mentioned periodic workplace inspections, and risk advisors would say, yeah, no less than quarterly. But a greater win is that they did this and they're doing it monthly. I mentioned earlier our commitment to excellence program. This meets the criteria under ergonomics fall prevention categories. And I also mentioned earlier if it's promoting the hierarchy of controls. So it does as it does promote the new administrative control. A simple document worked with an outside consultant, the time involved, total amount, if you talk the time and the dollar amount, just about $1,100 and it affects 10 employees of American River Flood Control. So congratulations to the district, as well as David Diaz. Congratulations to American River Flood Control District. That's a great way to keep people safe. Just a simple little checklist with a monthly, it's easy, it's predefined, really smart thinking from David. Great job, everyone at American River Flood Control District. Kudos to that, but also kudos to that safety committee. Right, because that empowered the employees to come up with the process. Absolutely. That's great. Who do we have next as an award winner? Well, congratulations goes out to Three Valleys Water District. Now, Three Valleys, it's their operations and engineering department, so I don't have one particular employee to identify in a department, which is always a win-win. The interesting thing about this nomination, it's a little unique. Three Valleys Water District still utilizes chlorine rooms and chlorine gas. That has tried to be removed with a lot of our water agencies, but due to the overall cost to change over, we understand when our members are utilizing the chlorine gas in their processes. What the department did is, and I don't have photos, but we will have them available, but what you can see These are large chlorine cylinders that were sitting on some pilings that had seen its day and it's seen its age. And from the nomination, as I read from that, it does mention that the operations supervisor, Dominique Aguilar, began researching scale replacements since the current anchoring was nearing the end of its design life. So through that research, and the anchoring is very close to the ground, so you had very large containers, compressed containers, very low to the ground, which are ergonomic challenges, as well as slip trips and fall hazards. So as part of their research, and again, pulling from the nomination, it was recommended that elevating the tanks to a more functional and better visibility connection was the way to go. Reading from the nomination, the installation also included regulators, actuators, relative valves, and all piping. They also placed these on concrete pedestals, making it more easy for the employees to be within their power zone when working around the equipment. 
C2E category that it highlighted. I sort of gave it away, ergonomic fall preventions. Also with housekeeping and in our C2E program, we promote good working environment. As for the hierarchy of control, this was a great engineering control. Now, if you look at the hierarchy of control, you look at eliminating, substituting, engineering out, then the next layer is an administrative control, and the very last is a PPE control. This was so beneficial because they eliminated hazards. And so kudos again to the operations and engineering department. It affected 25 employees of Three Valleys Municipal Water District. Congratulations. I really like that at Three Valleys Municipal Water District. They eliminated a risk as opposed to try to make it less dangerous. They came up with a strategy recognizing aging equipment and were proactive in elimination. And I do want to emphasize the word elimination of a risk. Great job at Three Valleys. That is correct. And I appreciate you highlighting the elimination of a risk. It is a benefit, but it also looks at a higher cost. And so again, kudos to Three Valleys MW doing their board. The cost to implement this corrective action, $80,000. But eliminating this and seeing that they have less risk and less risk exposure, well worth the cost. So congratulations and kudos to the board, the district, and as well as the operations and engineering departments of Three Valleys MWD. A complete organizational process. Everybody was involved, which is what we like. Great job, Three Valleys. Who do we have next as a big winner in the 48th H.R. Labonte Safety Awards? Well, number three is dear to our Commitment to Excellence program. The risk advisors, and it's well outlined in our Commitment to Excellence program, valve exercising, but also valve work. So the next up is Sweetwater Authority. Congratulations goes out to the distribution department, James Larson, Winston Sedell, Michael Cadaret, Donnie Lewis, and Lewis Rangel. And what did they do at Sweetwater? What they did, reading from the nomination summary, construction crews encounter 12-inch grip kits during recent valve replacements. These items were failing and leaking, and there was a need, obviously, to replace them and bring the system back online with its pressure. The crypt kits were installed, buried, re-energized the line, but then began to leak. So what the construction crew did, they at that point would have to re-excavate the line, looking at a larger area, more time, more soil saturation, more muddy work just to fix this grip kit. So the winning idea by the crew was one that the team really enjoyed. Reading from the nomination, the crew came up with an idea to pressure test the grip kit by building the fitting above ground, placing a PSI gauge on the blank flanges, and then charging the fitting assembly with air. Once the fitting passed the air leak down test, it was placed in the ground, buried, and put into service. That's great. That is a great idea. Really good job to everyone at Sweetwater. What a way to avoid repetition of work. Really smart. It is extremely smart. The highlighted categories here for our Commitment to Excellence program and improves them with construction, obviously improves their infrastructure, valves and replacing of the valves, 
Obviously, ergonomics reduces them going back in to dig up the line again. So it reduces our ergonomics with just overall exertion of muscles as well as slip trips and falls. Again, hierarchy of control, this was an elimination control. So kudos to Sweetwater Authority and that department. Building something where you can test the pressure as opposed to working in muddy conditions, which is ripe with risk for the crews. What a great idea. Staff time required for them to build this? You want to guess? No idea. Three hours. Wow. Cost to implement? You've got to give me a guess. $15,000? $250. I may have been a little high. <laughs> <laughs> so in two hours and $250 later, they came up with a great idea. They did, and it impacts the entire distribution system. It reduces the redundancy, again, of pulling up or digging up a line. It was one that collectively, where the crews came down, thought about the idea, three hours to design it, less than 250 to implement, just an overall win-win. And this is what we, as risk advisors, enjoy seeing and hearing from our members for our HR Labani Safety Awards program. And the other takeaway I have was that it wasn't one person. It was a group effort among several people at the organization at Sweetwater to come up with this great idea that is, I don't know how you can get a better return on investment of two hours and $250. The savings are fantastic, not only in dollars and cents, but in time and in risk. The risk elimination is fantastic. Another thing that we enjoy about our HR LeBounty Safety Awards program is not just highlighting these great ideas and then recognizing our members at conference, but we will add a lot of these to our website. And so part of this is adding it to our website. We always encourage our members, always go on. You can do searches or just look to see what the last award winners have done. Our members are great with sharing their ideas. So if your agency does something very similar, which a lot of our agencies do, you can reach out to myself, their risk advisor will coordinate a call with Sweetwater, and I'm sure that they will be more than happy to share their design idea as it relates to valve pressure testing device. That's great. Who is next in our HR Labani Safety Awards in the 48th version? The next one we will highlight, Panochi Water District. And it's going to be one individual that worked on this, Lorena Chagoya, and she is their ethics and compliance officer. So ethics and compliance officer, what did she do to help Panochi Water District in their risk and safety? Pretty simple. She developed with her risk advisor a hazard assessment and correction form. This is, again, another requirement of the Injury Illness Prevention Program, but she did something more than just comply with a CalOSHA standard. She tailored their hazard assessment and correction form to the district and for the benefit of their employees. So, again, creating a process that's documented makes it easier for it to be followed. That is correct. And it was partly, again, collaborating with their assigned risk advisor. But Lorena did say, yes, we need a better way to identify the hazards in the workplace, but more importantly, communicate those hazards to our employees. So what she developed was a tailored hazard assessment and correction form for Pinochi Water District. So when a hazard's reported or discovered, 
that assessment can be done and it can be done by any employee of the district. Once it's done, that individual employee and or their supervisor, they use this information as, and I love their name for it, Fox Talks Tool and Topic. In the, <laughs> I know, in the industry, we call it tailgate training or toolbox meetings, but I love their style on this. Box Talk Tool and Topic. So they use that after it's done to really do a tailgate training to their staff to train and inform them of what was identified in the workplace hazard and how it was corrected. Part of their nomination is they've actually then utilized several of the JPIA resources. So a couple of examples that they've completed were bee stings and insects. And that's something dear to my heart because our, a lot of our workers have these environmental hazards. And so being in the Central Valley, they do have bee stings and insects that they work around. And to try to avoid that workplace exposure, they came up with their box talk tool. They utilize resources off of the JPI's risk control manual. And then they tailored it to their district and talked about the process, corrective actions, and then did that tailgate training with signed sign-in sheet for the signatures. Oh, so that... There was a way to keep track of who was taking these new safety protocols. Absolutely correct. So part of the hazard assessment from and correction form that Pinoche Water District has put together, those types of documents, very similar to the first one we highlighted, American River Flood Control and their inspection checklist, this documentation from Pinoche Water District for hazard assessment and correction those are all leading indicators of safety. When you have something that you are actively doing and documenting, that's always going to be a leading indicator of safety. Documentation is the key here, correct? That is absolutely correct. Great job at Pinoche. It is a great job. Commitment to excellent category. It falls under our work environment. So kudos there. For our hierarchy of control, this was more of an administrative control, but it's also one that is strongly recommended and preferred. To gain some note as we close this highlight out, part of the move and push by Lorena to get this implemented is the district did have a higher number of workers' compensation claims or losses. And so their experience modification was up over a number of years. Through Lorena's work and the buy-in from staff as well as Pinoche Water District, they were able to lower their experience modification or their workers' compensation losses drastically. So this was another win-win by the district, but it's also one where improving and maintaining the safety of the workplace. This is a great way of people who you wouldn't expect to be involved in safety getting involved to take care of their coworkers. So this process and correction form, two hours for Lena to develop, as well as cost to implement, just $100. The simple things can have the biggest effect, and, right? And the impact of all district employees, absolutely. Right. So congratulations there. Great job at Pinoche Water District on keeping people safe. Who do we have next? Up next, Ramona Municipal Water District. What did Ramona do? Kevin Gugliaminti, Waterworks Mechanic 2. So Kevin developed and worked on a project, Valve Lockout 
tag out. Oh, that sounds interesting. What did Kevin come up with? What Kevin developed was he found that there was a need for additional lockout tagout devices for Ramona MWD. So Kevin, and I'm reading from the nomination, works on various systems that have different valve types and needed a better solution to lock and tag out the equipment prior to working on them. Now, lockout tagout is another Kalosha standard, but it's also a standard that is sometimes a bit challenging for our water agencies to implement because of the type of work that's done, the location of the work that's being done. And let's face it, there's not a lot of ready-made locks available out on the market for us to ensure proper lockout tagout of equipment before being worked on. So Kevin felt that there needed to be an additional solution. So what he did was due to various valve operating mechanism, he looked at how is it available for me to completely lock out a valve. He looked at partly some of the design phase as well as what's existing on the market. So from the nomination, Kevin explored solutions and came across with the lockout tagout kit that can be utilized in multiple valve types that the district utilizes. So I'm going to pause there. What Kevin was able to research and find was a kit that worked on more than one device. If anyone that has ever purchased or looked at lockout devices, generally on the market, it's one device for one piece of equipment. And so you would have to have a stockpile of multiple types for multiple sizes, correct? Absolutely. And then when you're having that stockpile, you never know when you have to de-energize a piece of equipment. And so the lock that you may need may be back at your yard and you're over at your location. So having this kit that's readily available with the multiple devices, just an overall win-win. So the commitment to excellence category highlighted, construction loss reduction focus, as well as more adherence to the lockout tagout standard. The hierarchy of control used, this was a substitution control. So this was high up there on the preferred methods to reduce the risk of the employees and then improve their workplace safety. I think that's great. I mean, what smart thinking of ways to... When you run across a situation, instead of making multiple trips, you have your lockout tagout kit and you can take care of the situation immediately, eliminating the risk of while you're away getting the right kit, the right lockout tagout for that specific valve. And again, what was done by Kevin and Ramona MWD, another leading indicator of safety, is that they did take a look at their written lockout tagout program and plan. And they also did some updates and then trained staff on the new kit. I like it. I like it a lot. I like the fact that there's training. Mm -hmm. There's a solution. It just is a great way to decrease the risk to the employees and to the public. Another benefit, this took Kevin one hour to do the research to find the kit. Now, obviously, there was more time on updating the written plan and the training. But overall, it says one hour for him to do the research. It impacted 30 employees of Ramona MWD. The cost of this kit that worked for Ramona MWD, Kevin found $332. That's great. Good job, Kevin, at Ramona MWD. That's fantastic. It is great. And I like, and I think you guys can hear the the smiles in our voices. This is what we enjoy when we're reviewing the nominations. 
So we do enjoy seeing our members sometimes doing that a little bit of additional research to implement hierarchy of controls. And it's an impact for a lot of employees of that member agency. But more importantly, a lot of these are low cost. I mean, several of them are very inexpensive, did not take a huge time commitment, but will pay long-term benefits for the safety of the employees at the district. Absolutely. So what we risk advisors do as we're out doing our risk assessments, and it's not always just our risk assessments when we're doing a consultative visit and sometimes in our training classes, we hear or see things and we often will say, that's a possible safety award nomination. We will write in our risk assessment letters, that would be a great safety award nomination. And so the downside is we don't see enough of these nominations come in. Well, then let's get right to that point. How can a member listening to this podcast submit a H.R. LeBounty Safety Award nomination for the 49th edition of the H.R. LeBounty Safety Awards? Well, of course, everyone listening and all of our members have bookmarked our webpage. That's a little hint. If you haven't done so, please bookmark our webpage. So www.acwajpia.com. That's going to get you to our main landing page. You can put in these words on a search, but it's easier just to scroll over at the very top, risk control. And if you will scroll over to that and click on risk control, it'll bring you to our department's landing page. And then you will see on that landing page several tabs, one's Commitment to Excellence Program, and then more importantly, you're going to see HR LeBounty Safety Awards Program. Click on that. It gives you a highlight of the program description. It's a hyperlink. You can download it. It gives you the nomination form, and it also shows past winners. But more importantly, you can search and see what past winners have done and nominated, and you can pull up their nomination forms. I like it. Let's see more nominations for the next H.R. LeBounty Safety Awards in the 49th edition. Did I'm glad you brought that up. We do have on our nomination form, as well on our website, it says deadline dates. I love that you brought this up, Robert. The deadline date is for us internally. So you can submit these all year round. The deadline dates we have internally because we use those to be able to review the nominations and then get ready to announce them at the fall or spring conference. So that deadline date really is for us internally. I just had a member submit a nomination and it was approaching the deadline date. And my response was, this is just moving over to spring conference. There's nothing further for you to do. So please, when you see those deadline dates, if you're getting close to it, still submit the nomination. We will let you know if we're going to hold it over for the next conference. And in closing, the greater good about our HR LeBounty Safety Award program, we love seeing what our members are doing out there. And again, a lot of it can be very low cost and low hanging fruit, and it's being implemented and it's active. But please remember at the very beginning of this, I shared the HR LeBounty Safety Awards program is designed to recognize the employees. So the employees that are nominated and when we're looking at the dollar amount of the award, it can be as little as $50. 
And then we heard from our members. We upped our game. So it's as little as $50, but as high as $500. And how the process goes is after the nomination and the scoring, I know that sometimes the risk advisors are getting phone calls. Did we win? Did we win? Well, we don't do that because we announce the winners at conference. But what we will do after announcing at conference, we time it so that a letter certificates of a great job of the HR Labonte Safety Awards to those nominated and the check goes to the general manager. Now, some general managers do, I like what they do, they announce their winners at their next board meeting and they have those employees there. Another good thing some of our members do is they will match the dollar amount that JPI awards. But even if they're just recognizing them at a board meeting and doing the handshake and giving them the JPI check is great. So the check is to the individual nominated. However, when it's a department, we generally just give it to the district and the departments will generally figure out how they want to disperse the funds. And it's usually a barbecue that I somehow don't get invited to. But just ensure that those nominated are recognized and the monetary award goes to those individuals and the highlight goes to the individual and our member. Well, this has been good. I like when we take the time and highlight our individual members and the amazing things they are doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Robin, for bringing this to our attention. We know that you're, as you said, you're already looking at nominations for the 49th edition of the HR LeBounty Safety Awards. We will be back for the 49th edition sometime. In the meantime, there'll be more episodes of JPIA 5. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We really appreciate it. And most of all, stay safe. Thank you. That is correct. And submit those nominations. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to JPI 5. Remember to leave us a five-star review, comment, or subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. If you have a topic or guest speaker you would like us to feature, or a question you would like to learn more about, please send us an email at podcast at aquajpia.com. Until our next episode, thank you for making us a part of your day.